Star 102.5, Rich and Jenny, live and local across Moore County and the Sandhills. We have been on a roller coaster, whirlwind ride in 2020. And, and it affects different people in different ways. Sometimes you're not used to being quarantined. All of a sudden, your 20-year uh, occupation routine has changed. Things can throw you into depression. They can throw you into a change of routines that's not healthy. And we don't think about the mental aspect, the uh, psychiatric a- aspect of this, Jen. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when I look at my kids specifically, I can see the toll that it's taken on them. You know, I've got two kids, one that's thrilled with there being no more school, one not so thrilled, but both of them um, trying to figure out what life was socially for them at that time, being locked down. We have got Dr. Jerry on the phone with us from First Health Rich. And um, Dr. Jerry, introduce yourself, tell everyone what you do and, and what division of First Health you're part of. So I'm a psychiatrist. Uh, I've spent much of my career uh, devoted to the area of addiction medicine. Um, and I am the medical director of the Behavioral Services Department here at First Health. So could you tell us what changes you're seeing in people's overall mental health during this pandemic? So it, it, it isn't to the point, as, as many would think, that it's um, increasing our, our patient volume in the system. Uh, but it is a fairly common issue that comes up with patients. Uh, I would say that the biggest single factor mentioned by our, our patients uh, is the lockdown or was the lockdown and was mostly related to things like having to homeschool kids, mm. uh, missing church, not being able to visit other family members, and uh, having to work from home. Uh, and, of course, working from home is a big change for a lot of people um, with having to adapt to video meetings, not having support staff as ready, readily available and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, now I can address this one, Jen, because it kind of hits home with me. This is a time of loss. Our routines, our, our celebrations, our jobs, deaths in the family members, uh, in your family members or friends. What are some of the coping mechanisms? I lost my mom yeah. on the 18th of April, and the month prior, she's in the skilled nursing facility after testing positive for COVID-19. We didn't get to see her the last at least four weeks, and then she passed, and it was that was tough. Yeah, I bet, and that's that's one of the big things that uh, I'm hearing about is just the the inability to visit loved ones uh, when they're not doing well in the hospital is a is a big struggle uh, for a lot of people. Um, getting to some of the coping me- mechanisms, I would say uh, d- doing work around the house, and again, we're talking about. Um, you know, in the lockdown situation, uh, doing work around the house uh, that people have uh, put off for a long time. Um, they're finding that very helpful. They're spending more time with their spouses and children and doing fun things at home. Um, you know, one of the negative side effects, I would say, or one of the negative coping mechanisms has been eating. And I've heard quite a few patients come in and, and talk about how many pounds they've put on uh, since this whole thing started. Yeah, luckily I haven't put on the pounds, but my drinking, I'm, and then I'm going to be honest, it started earlier in the day because we were home all day. She's so. a bit of a luck. <laughs> yeah. um, so I actually, this week, um, have sworn off alcohol because I was like, ah, you're, you're drinking too much. I imagine people are using that as well. They are, and um, I, I've had quite a few of those patients come in on the inpatient unit for detox. Oh, goodness. Um, and they're level of consumption just skyrocketed over the past few months. 
And, uh, you know, some of that's related to stress. And as you said or alluded to, some of that is related to a lot of idle time at home. Yeah, I can see how easily it can happen. What are some of the best ways to combat, you know, combat those feelings? They've got a lot of people that are home alone. They they don't have a family. Some of our older folks, they're anxious. They have fear, you know, of catching this. How do we combat that? Well, ironically, fear of catching this is, has not been a big issue, at least among my patients. I, I rarely hear that come up. Um, but I would say the biggest issue is related to loneliness and just not getting out of the house. Um, so anything that you can do to spend time with family and friends uh, while maintaining social distancing and, and wearing masks is extremely helpful. Uh, just getting out of the house is important. Um, trying to get back to life as usual while keeping social distancing and masking, Uh, going out to dinner with your spouse, if that's possible. You know, a lot of the restaurants have reopened now, and uh, from what I've seen, they're doing a great job of social distancing and and taking all the appropriate precautions. Um, And when it's possible to not visit loved ones in person, you know, it's, it's with elderly uh, folks and that, uh, video visits are very practical and I think very therapeutic for a lot of families to stay connected. Sure. Okay. Well, and we're talking with Dr. Jason Jerry and with the Department of uh, Psychiatry over at First Health. And, Doc, um, if people are listening to this say, well, wow, that's really good conversation and I appreciate the information. I know I'm not alone because clearly Dr. Jerry says people are dealing with this and, and he sees them on the front lines. What are some of the resources for people who are experiencing mental health challenges at, at a time like this? Well, first of all, for those having thoughts of suicide, they should immediately call call 911 if it's getting to the point where you know they're starting to make a plan and, and that sort of thing or thinking about how they would do it. Um, for others who are just having fleeting suicidal thoughts, the suicide hotline can be helpful, and um, the number for that is 800-273-8255. Um, another uh, resource, of course, is our, um, our outpatient services department here at First Health, which is uh, 910-715-2435. Um, anyone seeking detox services or other psychiatric, severe psychiatric issues can, of course, go through our emergency room uh, and, if they meet criteria, be admitted to our inpatient unit. Another important 24-hour hotline is uh, uh, staffed by the Sandhill Center, and that number is 800-256-2452, and they provide 24 uh, seven services with uh, licensed clinicians who can provide resources and referrals for those suffering from psychiatric conditions. And Jen, I really didn't think about that. Uh, is there an increase in suicides at a time like this? I, I suppose, but I, don't, I haven't heard anything I like haven't that. either. It's hard to tell. I mean, um, I, I don't think we've seen that in our county. Um, but I, I would say nationwide, I think it's just too soon to tell. I, the numbers are just not in yet, and it's it's very hard to tally that. Okay. It's especially hard because, of course, you know, in this country we have a, a huge problem with, with heroin and are just coming down off the heroin epidemic, but still there. Um, and it's oftentimes difficult to know whether an overdose with heroin was intentional or accidental. Sure. Mm, okay. Sure. All right, Dr. Jerry, psychiatrist with First Health, we thank you so much for all of your information. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on the show.